welcome to episode 45 of In The Saddle podcast. I'm your host, Mark Roski, and I'm joined by our regular Lucky Loaders. We have a special guest today, National Hunt flat jockey, Dave Cross. How's it going, Dave? I hope it's a National Hunt jump jockey, National Hunt flat jockey. My God, that was, some inter- that. that was some introduction. Yeah, uh, yeah. But going, very- yeah, no, everything's going very well at the minute. Um, had a winner there a week ago. I appreciate everyone I get there. Not easy to come by nowadays um so tip, still tipping away riding doing a lot of hospital was doing a lot of hospitality and i'm involved with old feely racing syndicate as well now so very very busy times now into the winter i know that we uh we just talked a little bit off camera about one today that shall not be named um so we'll probably avoid the one that ran ahead of her today and look, look like an absolute certainty with uh patty brennan on board um yeah, it'd be good just to sort of let the listeners know a little bit more about No, no Philly Syndicate um, and how you're involved in the sort of the runners to look out for. Yeah, um, well, I'm down because I'm still riding. I'm just an ambassador for it at the minute and helping all out wherever I can. Um, the one thing with our syndicate business is myself and all get to sit on the horses before we buy them, which is, I think, the key to it because we try and buy horses that have had a season behind them that'll win hurdle races in year one and then what progress jump fence in year two. And we do sit on a lot of horses and obviously we always try and find the ones that we can kind of hit the ground running with. We've, I think we've had eight or nine winners out of 19 runners, something like that. So probably about a 40% strike rate at the minute, which is, um, which is going very well. And we got a team of 13 horses going forward for the winter and it's going to be exciting times. Who's the one for the notebook for the listeners? I think the horse that's going to fly the flag for us that could, could end up being top class is a horse called Muckamore. Um, he finished second in a point point as a four-year-old and Paul Nichols bought him for 180 grand, but he, he actually failed the vet and Nichols spun him back to the owner. The vet said he needed a bit of time and then he came out then the following December last year, won his point point very impressively, galloped right through the line and... Um, we bought him from Cheltenham Sales for £50,000. He went out, finished second in his first two hurdle runs behind some very good horses. And then he won the common canter around Taunton. But that was just perfect start to the season for him. We, we won the hurdle race, but we've been dying to get him out over fences. They've only given him a rating of 125. We think he's at least a 140 novice chaser. And um, he's entered up this weekend. And he could be very exciting, like... He's one that could progress through the handicap ranks, but and he could end up being grade class. We think a hell of a lot of him, and um, it's going to be very exciting now to hopefully potentially getting him started at Sandown or Aintree on Saturday this weekend. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I'll be making sure I get a price before the handicapper listens in, um, mm-hmm. and then the other pointers get on. But yeah, if anyone's interested to learn more, um, Check it out. Check him out on online, nofeelyracing.com, and I'll put a link in the bio as well at the, at the end of the podcast. Um, and obviously, a regular Lucky Loaders winning that last weekend for Scanner 4 to 1, absolutely hacked up in the West Yorkshire hurdle. Um, Ed, do you get your account close for that, Chris? And, uh, not quite, but it was uh, very well fancied, wasn't it? Um, the money really came the night before. And in the end, she did the job really well, and I'm excited to see her. I think she could be a player, maybe bit of an outsider for the stairs hurdle you know if paisley park doesn't live up to the billing it's still a wide open division and that was only the third time in her career she tried three miles so um yeah it'd be interesting to see how dan skelton campaigns her for the rest of the season interesting i thought she was really really impressive and you could have called her the winner 
maybe two out, three out. Anyway, let's give the listeners what they want uh, Saturday's action. We're going to start with the wing at Wigcannon, the racing star, and obviously Chase. I'll start with Dave Cross. Which one would you want to ride here and why? Yeah, just five entries go to post in this race. Um, the one I'd like to ride around in Canton because they're the biggest fence in the country would probably be Grand Saucy because um, he's had five runs over fences, the most experienced of the ones of the field. The rest of them have only had the one run, but you'd always want to ride the class horse, and that would be if the cat fits. He's a grade one and grade two winner over fences. Um, I thought Daryl gave him an exceptional ride at Foss Last to win because um, he hadn't schooled that much beforehand, and you could see that early part of the race. He was quite sticky over his fences, and Darren was last, maybe 10, 12 lengths last, most of the way, and just let the horse warm into it, and his class came through at the end, and he, he really got the hang of jumping towards the end of the race. Um, he's rated 162. He's cleared by at least 10 pounds from the rest of the field in that race, and um, he's the one I'd want to be on. Chris Loder's views on this one. Which one are you with? Yeah, I thought this was, um, I think this has the potential to cut up slightly. Going back to what Dave was saying about the ground here, um, a few of these would probably prefer ideally softer. Um, if if the cat fits is probably the most likely winner, I'd say if he turned up and Grand Swansea would be the danger. Um, Harry Fry's actually got a not bad record in this race. He actually won it a couple of years ago with a progressive horse called Bags Groove. So, uh definitely a race he'd probably like to target um and i thought the way that he jumped written by a real old jockey called noel feely oh yeah 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 back That's from a nice plug there chris well done yeah nice <laughs> yeah yeah back in the paul and claire rooney days wasn't it when um yeah it tell you how good it tell you how good a horse he was if noel won on him let's put it that way oh, okay but uh, yeah going back to if the cat fits you know he, he definitely sets um the standards anyway in the thought and with with the class angle i'd say but grand sonsi i've got a feeling if if the cat fits didn't turn up i think we would probably see grand sonsi he likes good ground so i think that would be okay for him and i was actually quite impressed by his um by his uh chepstow performance he jumped really well despite it being a small runner field um but yeah if if if, if the field um does contain if the cat fits i, I just think his he's got definitely a future over fences and he would be the one I would side with but yeah very tentative selection and what could be a tricky race see I'm looking at the Ben just now if the cat fits 6 to 4 6 to 5 in places I mean Fiddle on the Roof's 2 to 1 in places I think that I think he's short enough I, I think he's struggling to see reversing that form um, Grand Sonsi the one that you mentioned best price available 7 to 2 um, I, could, I could see if the cat fits going off odds on on the day so for me I think 6 to 4 looks a decent price um, so Dave, Dave Cross and Chris Loder are both with If The Cat Fits, best prize available, 6-4. to four. Moving on to the 3 o'clock, the Unibet Elite Hurdle. We'll start with Lucky Loaders. Um, this looks tricky. Um, so, and obviously there's a horse in here that obviously defies opinions, especially on Twitter. So let me, let me know what you think on this one, Chris. Yeah, well, the, the eagerly anticipated return of Goshen could uh, feature here. Um, obviously we've seen him a couple of times recently on the flat and we all know last year where um, you could see that he was going to absolutely bolt up in the um, triumph hurdle if he hadn't fallen at the last uh, and it was one of those real moments wasn't it a bit like um, Annie Power, Benny Tejur you know falling at the last you know when they looked like they were going to win 
Um, so, so yeah, Goshen, he's got a big fan club, you know, and a lot of people are expecting him to, to go on. But it can be really hard sometimes for the horses that come from the juvenile ranks and then take on the older horses. And I, I, I would probably want to take him on if he runs here. Um, I'm, I've not. I know some people say you shouldn't read into his flat performances, but you've got to look at what he was doing on the flat before he went over hurdles, and he was really progressive. And the fact that he hasn't gone on on the flat and just showed that he's still got ability does does just put me off him slightly. But the one that if if I was forced to play my hand, I thought Stowe Royale could be the one to play with here. Now Alan King loves. Um, this race he's actually won this um race with so royal uh, a few years ago now um and i thought the way so royal did the job in the Welsh champion hurdle was really good um and it wasn't a bad field actually it wasn't a bad renewal of that race and uh, he was a bit forgotten in the market that day i think he was quite weak he went out to 10 to 1 um he well liked the ground on the good side he that's the way he, he normally wants it he normally wants good ground if he can get it and uh, yeah, I, I think he he he's he he'll be the one if he turns up here that that sense the bench, benchmark that they've all got to beat. You look at some of the others like Song for someone. I think he might want a bit of rain, and we might not get it. It's meant to be quite dry this week. Um, Diego de Charmel could be interesting. Baliandi does have an entry at Aintree, so yeah, I think So Royale would be the way I would play here. Um, won the race before, and I can see no reason why he wouldn't be very close again. Currently, best price available 100 to 30. Uh, Goshan is 13 to 8, 7 to 4 in places. Um, that, that run from Goshan at Haydock, um, it's, it's hard to forget about that one. She's beaten too far out for me. Uh, I think he's, he's one you, you have to take on here. Um, what, what's your views here, Dave? Yeah, I see where you went. Let Chris go ahead of me because he's probably seen my notes. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Score Ryan as well. Goshan is going to be the, the one everyone's going to be watching. Um, but my opinion, and I don't like saying it, he, he looked a little bit piggy on the flat that his last two runs didn't look very genuine um, if I'm per- and very straightforward, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but he's top rated in the race. He was a very, very, very good juvenile hurdler, exceptional, in fact, last year. But he was a very strong three-year-old, and I think he bossed that division because he... He was just—he was like a—he was almost like a four-year-old against three-year-olds last year, and he really bossed that division. For him to step up this year now into to be a champion hurdle contender, he would need to be beaten this lot um, on on Saturday. The ground, as I say, is down as good to soft at the minute. He will definitely want it on the softer, if not heavier side, especially on a speed track like that. Um, he would—he just—I don't think conditions will be suiting him to his best, but. He could come back out um, for the fighting fifth, something like that is the type of race I'd love to see him going for after this. I could see him getting beaten this, and then you might see a better. Um, Bally Andy, I think, will go to Aintree. Brandon Castle won't be good enough. He'll take him along at a good gallop. Diego de Charmel, he'll be on the premises, but not quite good enough. Master Debonair, um, he did well around Ascot last year, and then he disappointed on his last run. So it'll be interesting to see what he could do when he comes back. Solo is a bit of an unknown as well. Very impressive at Kempton and then down the field in the Triumph Hurdle. An interesting one in this race, he's rated 153, so he's not far off the top rated ones. His song for someone of Tom Simmons. Tom Simmons' hearts are in great order at the minute. He won the Kingwell um, last year and he also won first time out last year. So he could be one. What price is he at the minute? Song for someone? Um, 
He's currently seven to one, and the unknown is obviously solo. Paul Nichols six to one, and mm. they're both they're both good each way prices. And um, obviously, if you can get the the free places, and Scarroy, Scarroy, what what price he? Hundred to thirty. Um, I think we're all yeah. in agreement. Ocean's too short at thirteen eight. I don't think he'll go off that price on the day. He'd be he he'd be my lay of the day. I think Ocean. I'm not tracking on that ground, but score Royal and song for someone. Score Royal obviously is a win bet price. He'd probably be my win bet price. Um, very impressed with him the other day, and again, Alan King's horses are just really starting to come into form. He's um he's obviously had a serious flat campaign this year, but his jumpers see it another winner or two today, and um. Are really starting to come into form so i think scour royal would be the one for me to win the race but song for someone is definitely an each way play it seven to one as you say yeah the way i'd probably play it is i think four to seven the field against goshan's a cracking bet because you've got so many live dangers and um, i think we're all oh, right, exactly yeah. goshan on here and um, score a life for the win for the win purposes for Dave Cross and Chris Lowe, their best price available, 130. Solo interesting as well, a bit of an unknown quantity for Paul Nichols, 6-1. to one. And Song for someone for Tom Simmons. Plenty of life danger in this race. Um, moving on, we're going to have a look at the Badger Ale <laughs> Chase Limited listed stakes, okay? We'll start with Dave Cross. What do we like here? Um, good £48,000 chase. Always a good, solid handicap, this one. Um, generally run in probably soft to heavy ground but as i say the ground won't be as soft this year obviously present man is going for the three timer won it the last two years and um it'll be abs- like this this is his gold cup paul nichols will have him absolutely tuned up to the hills um for this for this race and um he's got he's gonna he's gonna have um obviously won well last time at chepstow and he's coming back here now in in better form than he even came into the race last year and um he's going to be definitely the one to beat he just loves win canton Bryony will probably be riding his get well she gets on great with him and he's the one to beat but he'll be a short price and a competitive handicap or so i like it, it i'd always like an each way play in these type of types of races and present man despite him being the one to beat i like a little horse he's only four years of age called kitty's light of um christian williams is one at exeter warwick and Suttle, and they those tracks take plenty of jumping so i don't think that'd be any deterrent from around here he's gone up to america one three two but he is on the crest of a wave he is an informed horse and i'd imagine he will be a bit of a price what, what price is he mark kitty's joy kitty's like sorry 12 to 1 best price well, available um i think that's yeah. a fair price uh present yeah. man 13 to 2 in places fair value there as well yeah anyways present man will definitely give you a run for your money but i like a little outsiders in these handicap chases and yeah. i'm going to stick with the the kid in the field kitty's light i'm going to go with so kitty's light for dave cross uh, best price available 12 to 1 at time of recording um and this looks to me this is like an absolute minefield chris mm. Roder absolutely loves this um what are we going for here chris um, I actually think this race will probably carp up a little bit. I think quite a lot of these runners won't line up, again, for the same reasons. It's not really meant to rain too much this week, and the grand wind canton will probably be on the quick side of good. Um, Danny Wizbang is the current favourite, and there's a horse that I've got a lot of time for. I remember I was fortunate enough to be at Newbury last year, doing a bit of work, and I saw him in the parade ring, and he looked an absolute a picture in the paddock. And... Um, 
was a horse I was quite excited with, but he didn't quite kick on as I would have liked to have seen him. And he, despite him winning at Newbury, he finished third in the quarter star, but he was well beat. And then um, again, he finished uh, third on his next start. Uh, again, he was well beaten in the Reynolds Town. So yeah, um, I think he won't run. I think he wants it quite um, quite soft. So again, I pr- probably would be um, holding my bets on him, even though I do like his profile. Uh, the two that I quite like in this race, if I can have two selections, um, would be just a sting for Harry Fry. Who actually... you're, bound, you're bound to find a winner then, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Ho- tip, hope... tip, tip up. Do what, do what I'm doing in the, when I do the tipping in um, some of the boxes. I, I, t- I tip up a uh, different horse in every box I go into at some of the race courses, so I'm bound to have to pick a winner sometimes. Yeah, cover all angles. Listen, if you couldn't get a winner at Ascot, Dave, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, going back to um, just this thing, uh, he finished fourth in this race last year, and I think it was quite a good renewal uh, of the race last year. And he was quite, if I remember rightly, he was subject to a bit of a gamble. I think he was bigger prices earlier in the week, and the money really came for him, and he went off co-favorite with uh, the eventual winner, Give Me a Copper. Um, so I think he's a massive player, and I would have thought this would have been his uh, target, uh, his early season target, and he's only one pound higher than uh, when seen last year so I think just a sting would have a, a nice chance and a horse that um, I do have a lot of time for and I just think it would be interesting if he does line up um, is a horse of Mark Bradstock's called Step Back now you might remember we saw him a couple of years ago winning the Bet365 Gold Cup at Sandown and a lot of people thought then he could be a Grand National horse but the dream um, didn't come to reality um but he then went back to Sandown again um in 2019 and finished third again in that race so he's always had a bit of ability and i think he's been a bit of an injury prone horse he's he's had a few setbacks during his career however uh we saw him uh a week ago or so running at Wincanton where okay it was a, only a small field but he did really well that day the old boy and he um and he fought out really well under Jack Tudor and i'd be interested to see if someone like Jack has put for, for him in the race I think he would probably be able to get a good he's going, to, he's going to be riding my fancy Kitty's uh, light oh yes good good spot yes um, he will be that, that horse you actually said there um, stepped back he, he won around in Canton the last day but he didn't look he made a run and he just always looked like he was holding on it was a mm. three runner race and um I think there'll be a lot of competition for the lead and when he gets headed he'll be probably one that would be putting the handbrake halfway up if I if I'm honest, but we'll see. I'll have a little match bet with you. Okay. <laughs> I just thought Lodo has a really bad record here. Lodo has a bad record record of match bet. He still drew yeah. me a couple of pints, so Is it oh in that case it. in that case I'll hold off then. I, I don't like people that don't pay up their bets. Oh, okay. Well we've got lockdown I'm a Scotsman to blame. and I pay. Yeah, I'm a Scotsman and I pay. <laughs> oh, well, there Even you I get the rounds in, you know. Well, I'm going to go with Kitty's Light to be steps back in a match in a match bet just for a bit of entertainment, and the loser the loser donates twenty quid to the injured jockeys fund. How does that sound? Yeah, okay, deal. This is this is on record, Chris. There's no way out of this. What happens if they don't run? <laughs> I'm still waiting on my Brando as well. My Brando pint. Okay, well, we'll get See? there in the end. We'll get there in the end. You'll be waiting a while. Exactly. So we've got four running for us here, boys. Um, any more? Or are we done? No. Only the four. J- 
just this thing and um, step back step would back. be my tooth uh, in yeah, this field so at the moment. Crystal order, just this thing, best price available, 12 to 1. And step back, 14 to 1, lucky loaders. And Dave Cross, he likes present man, best price available. There's about 13 to 2, but generally 5 to 1. And Kitty's light. I think Dave, uh, Dave's quite confident in this one. Best price, 12 to 1. This this could be the nap, but we'll, we'll find out later. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's looking quite... Um, Looking quite confident. A twelve, um, a twelve to one nap, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> absolute but carnage. You'll have a good chance. Anyways, right, we're going to jump on to to Donnie, okay? And we'll start with Lucky Loaders November handicap. Um, I know you <laughs> you like one here, Chris. What are we going with? Yeah, well, I thought the uh, well with some firms it's a favourite anyway, but I thought Sam Cook is a really interesting runner. Now again, he he's a horse that I think has had. A few setbacks along the way but off his mark of 95 i think he's got a few pounds up his sleeve to play with the handicap you know he's always shown quite a level of ability he was a he was a really good winner at chester their main meeting back in 2019 um and we never saw him again after that i think he had a, a like i said a slight setback and then he returned at newmarket and quite a decent race at the july meeting um was well fancied that day and ran not too badly to finish in fifth place and then again um not long after went to ascot to finish second and bumped into a horse of uh, charlie fellows and the pair were five lengths clear that day so he has shown an ability but i think with a bit of juice in the ground that seems to bring out the best in him and rafe beckett's horses have been running quite well uh, towards the back end of the season on the flat and um yeah despite him being at the top of the market I just think there's a little bit more to come with this horse and uh, I think he can land a decent handicap and uh, I think this isn't the deepest of races and I think he would be a live player. It's up in a 5-1 to one shot with 31 entries, Loader. I, I expect he'd better here. Well, what it's... do you make of you, King Glenn? Would you, um, I'm surprised you went over that one. He's currently best for 8-1, being very, very impressive, obviously, turnover logician. What do you think of his chances? I, I just worry about... He might have to give away quite a bit of weight to some progressive types. That would be, he's what would he be? Nearly top weight in this if he ran in it. It it, it it's a big ask sometimes in these handicaps to big, to give away um, so much weight, and especially if the ground's going to be on the testing side. But like I said, I just don't think we've seen the best of this Sam Cook, you know, and the fact that he's he must have been kept fresh for this because they could have said, well, we've done our lot for the year and we'll bring him back next year, but. They've kept him in training, you know, and and they've. Uh, I think they 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 must fancy their chances, you know. Um. So yeah, for me, I think Sam Cook. Um, he's just got a lot of ability that we haven't seen yet, and it could be his day at the weekend. Best price available, five to one and a thirty-one or a handicap from Chris Loader and uh, Dave Cross. What's your views on this one? I know you're giving Chris a bit of um, crap there, but uh, I wouldn't don't, disagree don't, with him. I, I, don't. Oh, oh God, here we go. I do, th I do think his horse has got a chance, but my, my fancy in this race, obviously, a uh, lot's got to happen between now and Saturday to see what's actually running in that. But I know a horse that has been improving all his runs this year is trained by a bit of a genius when it comes to handicaps, is a horse called Kings Kingbrook of um, Ian Williams. He'd been campaigned over seven furlongs. He's quite a keen going sort, and he won at Ascot on firm ground earlier on the year, um, but or sorry, last year. But this year, he's really improved with every run that he's um, had. He ended up finishing third first time out at Sandown over 
uh, mile two. He can race quite keenly, and the key to him is getting him settled. But he improved again when he won the last day on soft. He, he ran well at Newbury, sorry, where he, he he was quite keen, then he got a bit outpaced, and he stayed on well over um, 10 furlongs, and then stepped up and tripped the next time as Newmarket on soft ground. Very competitive handicap, and he did it very impressively. And... Ian's brilliant. He's, I think he's won this race once or twice before as well. He's already, Richard Kingscoat has already jocked up on him. Um, he won on him the last day. And he's always been quite good prices every time he runs. Like, And he's a type of horse that with every run he's getting better and he's settling better. And even the last day he hit the front quite early. I think they'll hold on to him and he idled a bit. It, there's plenty more in the locker with, with this horse. And um, what price is he now at the minute? Sure. Uh Six to one second favorite. Six to one second favorite. Well, you can see, you can see, you can see why they fancy him. But obviously, it's mile three, soft ground around Doncaster, competitive handicap. The quicker they go, the better this horse will settle. And the further he's going up and trip every time, and the softer the ground it is, the better this horse is starting to become. And there's just a lot of untapped potential still to come from this horse. And if he is six to one, he's probably as good. Well, he's Probably just about an each way, I bet, but I'd, I'd, I'd strongly fancy a first. Yeah, I mean, as you say, still still only a three-year-old. Um, was quite impressive at Newmarket, I thought. You see, a wee bit left in the locker. No issue with the ground. Um, that was a good race. It wasn't mm. it wasn't an egg and spoon race. That was competitive. Um, so maybe maybe I'm being a bit harsh, and you two have just picked out the best two horses in the race. Five to one and <laughs> six to one, respectively. Um, Chris, Lo- Chris Loder likes Sam Cook. Best price available five to one. And Dave Cross is with Kingbrook at six to one. Best price available. I think this race is definitely one to potentially shop around on. Um, and if you're playing Betfair, Betfair Exchange, you might be able to get six places, seven places on the exchange. So obviously shop around to get the best possible value or any offers. And what we're going to do is we're going to jump on to. So we're going to move on to entry now. Um, we're going to have a look at the two ten, the watch replays at Racing TV handicap hurdle. And I know that Dave Cross likes one here. Nap time. Nap time. <laughs> um, right, in this race, guys, uh, very com- very competitive race again, obviously, two and a half. There's only 10 entries in it, but you've got Bally Andy, Call Me Lord, Bello, Somerville Boy, Cashelman. But the horse I, I like and probably my nap at the weekend is um, Thomas Darby. Um, this he'll he'll probably end up being favourite. I know you don't have the prices uh, for it now, but obviously they went chasing with him last year, and he got beat twice, and then he, he picked up a bit of an injury, and they um, they couldn't run him back over fence. So they wanted to keep him as a novice chaser for this year. So I think it's very interesting that the fact they're starting him back off over hurdles. Um, won a very competitive handicap at Ascot in January last year. Obviously, he finished second in Supreme Novices, top rated in the race, 157. But the fact that they're not going chasing with him, Molly Murphy's, and keeping him to hurdles, he is definitely my nap of the day. Like, he finished second in the Supreme. He really showed his form last last year um, at Ascot. And um, I think he, he'll definitely be making a winning reappearance on Saturday. What price do you think you'll be? Stab interest. I'm sorry, testing your bookmaking skills. Your drink will be odds on or six to four? Um, I don't. I think he'll be. He'll probably end up being six to four, probably, and he will end up getting backed probably into five to four even money. Obviously, you have Somerville Boy with a very similar rating to him. You've called me Lord, who's um, very consistent. Shabello, Bally Andy, 
there's about five or six of them there with very similar ratings. He tops the ratings by about two pounds, but there's so much more to kind of come from this horse. Um, I think he will be, he'll probably open up at six to four, but he he'll end, he should end up getting backed, up, I would have thought. Yeah, I think that run at, at last time out behind William Henry was a good run. I just think he was a bit keen and just got yeah. a bit tired late on. And the form's solid. And obviously, if you're mentioning the Cheltenham form behind Classical Dream, Itchy Feet, and that's solid, solid form. This this horse is, is going to progress. Um, and certainly the one to beat, in my opinion. Um, I think if you're getting anything, anything bigger around seven or four, you actually hoovering that up and the prices mm. come out. But we'll go on to Lucky Loaders. What's your views? Are you with Thomas Darby or Do you with... Thing about Thomas Darby, Darby that put me off is the stable form of Ollie Murphy. They've not really been, despite having a good a good couple of weeks a few weeks ago. The last two weeks have been, they've been performing below par. They've had a few favourites beaten at short prices, and they're only one from forty two in the last fortnight. So that that would be a concern. Um, the one that I was quite interested in was Chitabello, even though. Obviously, we know quite a lot about him. What I thought was quite interesting was him going back up in trip. Um, he, he's ran some nice races over two and a half miles. And the way the skeleton form uh, has been of late over the last couple of weeks, they're really hitting the ground at the, hitting the ground running at the moment with obviously Roxana at the weekend. They cleaned up a, a few races at Weatherby. I just thought Chitabello, not sure what price he'd be. He might be a big price. He might just be a bit underestimated in the market, but... Yeah, it could be a very tough race to call, but Chitabello, I thought, could be quite interesting. Yeah, Dan's Dan's team are in serious orders, so they are. Yeah, they're absolutely flying. Um, I just think their they're summer form, I, I just think, was a bit questionable at times, but I think, as you say, they've got them right. They're bang on the money now. So, Dave Cross, Thomas Darby, the nap of the weekend. Um, obviously, you're filling in for Paul Callahan, some big shoes, and Paul, Paul's been banging those naps in, um, but I'm pretty confident this is going to absolutely hose up. So see what happens and then obviously Chris Loaders, Chris Loaders Chitabella will finish second I mean we're putting on forecasts here um all aboard we'll, we'll, settle, we'll settle for that yeah I'm, I'm happy with that anyways let's move on right we'll, we'll finish up here on the 248 entry racing tv handicap chase we'll start with lucky loaders what do you like here um going down the scout and road again I quite like Benny's king um I'm not a member of the scout and fan club but uh I, I just think um that this horse is definitely one to follow this season. He really did progress last season and take a few steps forward. I thought I was there actually on Labrook's Trophy Day when he won a really decent handicap at Newbury, and then he followed it up later on in the season to finish second in a Class Two at Ascot. So he's definitely got some ability, and he will have to give away top weight. But I think the the nature of the track at Aintree could just suit him, you know. And um, I just think there's a bit more untapped potential there, and. Yeah, again, we're not entirely sure how the race is going to cut up. You know, I can see quite a few of these probably not running. A lot of these are exposed. I just thought Benny's King, he ran some nice races last season. And with the skeleton form um, adding into the bargain, I just thought he he would be a really solid contender in this race. Currently best price available, 7-2. to two. Another favourite for Lucky Loaders. Take note. Um, I certainly don't think he's going to go off that price in the day. So... I'm just taking a bit of that seven to two right now. Bet three six five. Um, I, moving on I to, w- I will totally disagree with Benny's king, oh. and there's a good reason for it. Without going against you every time, Chris, uh, I have agreed with you part of the time. But last year when he ran first time up at Stratford, 
he's a very, very, I, I think he's a top class handicapper, but he's a very big gross horse and he takes a run or two every season to get him right. So when they ran him at Stratford, he he needed a run that day. It was obviously over two, three, and then they stepped him up and trip. Um, they stepped him up and trip at Newry, but with that run under his belt, he was very impressive and he continued his form. Um, he ran well for the rest of the season, but you looked back through his form, he always takes a run or two to get him right. I do think he's a top-class handicapper, and I just think on a sharp track around Aintree, he, as a favourite, I'd probably be slightly against him because it is going to be a tough handicap, and I'm not trying to go against you, Chris, but I just do think that horse will probably end up needing its first run of the run of the season. Um, for me, though, guys, um, it's going to be a very tough handicap. Interesting one there coming back after a very very long break. He didn't run since the Galway played last year. was Modus. Um, generally runs well in these big handicaps. But an interesting player for me, um, I think he's at 12-1 at the minute, is a horse called Pink-Eyed Pedro, who's very impressive in... Um, Winning um, last time out at um, Chepstow, he won a handicap. Ch- he won a handicap chase there um, by six lengths um, of David Brace's. Connor Brace's uncle trains him. He's in good form at the minute. Um, he's going to get in with a nice low weight in that race as well, and uh, he's an informed horse at a good each way price. And um, he travels very strongly, which you have to do around Aintree. It's um, and it's a track where you have to you have to be traveling strongly if you don't travel the fences come up very quick and um his horse does jump and he does travel he's in form and uh 12 to 1 he's a good each way price for me yeah um he's actually quite a good back to lay proposition um if you're playing the bet for exchange as he does travel like a dream um i appreciate you marking the card dave for us um obviously the place leon benny's king and uh obviously yourself and chris confident and taking on goshan um but listen, it's been it's been great um, having you on, Dave. Appreciate you coming on. Um, your insights always, always appreciate. And obviously, lucky loaders. Um, thanks again. Hopefully, we can get some winners. And as I stated earlier, I mean, if anyone's interested in any syndicates or getting involved in racing, if you go to nofeelyracing.com and have a look at it, check the website. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Give us a five star rating, please. And. Uh, any comments are appreciated as well, negative or positive, but it's been great. Gamble responsibly. Have a great weekend, guys. Cheers.